Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Today's shear in Simen Kuf Lamed Aleph. We are up to Sif Beis, which is the top of page Yud Beis, immediately following page twenty-two. The Mechaber says in Sif Beis, Nefilas Apayim Miyushav Velo Muumud Tachanun. Nefilas Apayim should be said sitting down and should not be said standing up. Says the Rama, Yesh Omrim De'ein Nefilas Apayim Ela B'Makom Shiyesh Aron V'Sefer Torah B'Socho. That some say that Nefilas Apayim only takes place in a place where there is an Aron Kodesh with a Sefer Torah inside of it. Ava Beloze Omrim Tchina Belov Kisui Panim. But if there is no Aron with a Sefer Torah inside of it, then you will say the Tvila, but you will not say it with your head down without Kisui Panim. And that is the Minog. A courtyard of a shul that is opened up to the shul. Or if you are not in shul, but you are davening at the same time that the tzibur is davening. Then even an individual in his house could say Tachna with Nefilas Apayim because he's davening at the same time as a Tzibur or he's in the Chatzor Beis HaKnesses that's opened up into the Beis HaKnesses and we'll see more details about all these halachos in the Mishabura. Let's begin the Mishabura with Sifkaton Yud. We said Nefilas Apayim is Miyusha Veloma Umud. Kosov Beis Yosef Shatam Hu Aderach HaKabalah. The Beis Yosef says the reason why we say Tachron sitting down is Aderach HaKabalah. Uva Rivash Kosov She'enk Peda. The Rivash says there's absolutely no Peda to say Tachron sitting down. Kosov HaAchron and the Achronim write B'Sha'as HaTchak in a pressing situation. Nucha Lismoch Al HaRivash. We can rely on the Rivash and we can say Tachron standing up. V'Alkein and therefore... He's going to give us a couple of examples why it's a shas, when it's a shas adchak, where you have to say tachanun standing. The alkane, therefore, im siyem tfiloso. If you finish Yishmona Esrei, v'tzarech lamod al koponim kedehiloch ramos. And as we learn, when you take it three steps back, at the very least, you have to wait as long as the time it takes to take, walk four amos. So you're waiting the time it takes to walk for Amos. And before that time is up, the Tzibur starts saying Tachanun. Then Then you should stand in your place and you should say Tachanun standing with the Tzibur. Now I see from here an interesting thing also is that there's obviously an idea to start Tachanun exactly with the Tzibur. Because how long does it take to walk for Amos? A couple of seconds. So you took your steps back and you have to wait there two seconds and they start saying Tachanun. So you can't even wait the extra second to, to be able to walk forward, to sit down. We say, say Tachanun standing. So you see, clearly there's an Indian to start right away with the Tzibur without waiting, wasting any time. But if you look at note 13, he points out that which the Mishavur just said, that you should stand in your place and say Tachanun standing with the Tzibur. Rechaim Knievsky explains, the Mishabur does not mean to say that you shouldn't sit down in the place where you took your three steps back. Just if there is no option of sitting there, then you shouldn't go back to your original place. You shouldn't take your three steps up. Then you should stand. So clearly from Rechaim Kinyaski, it's clear that if you take your three steps back and they started saying Tachanun before you're allowed to move back up, you could sit down in that place. There's an Indian not to take the steps back up too fast. Like we learned, it's not respectful. It's like a dog going back to his Kia. It's not, it's not appropriate. But over here, if you could sit down in the place where you took a three-step that would be okay. 
but what the Mishnah means, the Kotel Chakrieski, is that if there's nowhere to sit and the three steps back, and it's too early to take it three steps up, then you could say the Tachanun standing. That's example number one the Mishnah gives of a Shasat Chak, where one would say Tachanun standing. Number two, he writes in the Mishnah Negdo Esrei. So too, if there's a person across from you, behind you, that is saying Shmona Esrei, and we learned there was one opinion that says that even if you're davening, you can't sit down if you're anywhere in his eyes reach, if you are directly in front of him. So therefore, there's a person that's davening, you know, 10 feet behind you. You can't sit down directly in front of him, in front, even if it's 10 feet away. And for some reason, you can't move to the sides. Maybe there are other people davening there that you can't go to the sides. So you can't sit, you can't move to the sides. In that case also, you will say tachanun while you are standing. You'll lean on your arm while you are standing. And so too, any other example that one can come up with, if it's a shasat chak and he can't sit down, he would say tachanun standing. Then the Mishabura goes, and that which the Ramah told us, that there is an opinion that says that one should not say, do nefilas apayim, except in a place where there is an aron and a sefer Torah inside of it. Says the Mishabura, aron lavdafka, that we don't really care that there's an aron. Elohu adin sefer Torah l'chudai. It's enough that there's a Sefer Torah there that you could do in the Fios when there is a Sefer Torah. The reason for this opinion of why you do not do nefilas apayim unless there is a sefer Torah, because we see from a pasuk that there is a remez that the falling on your face is in front of the aron of Hashem. Like it's written by the mochama of Ha'ai. The yipol alpano lifnei aron Hashem that Yeshua fell on his face in front of the aron of Hashem. But if there is no Sefer Torah there, only other Svarim, they say if there's only regular Svarim, there's no Sefer Torah, one should not do Nefilas Apayim. But you would still say Tachlon, you just not, would not do the Nefilas Apayim aspect. And there are those who argue and say, even if there is no Sefer Torah, but there are other Svarim there, that you can do Nefilas Apayim. In a place where there is a Sefer Torah, everyone agrees, even if it's an individual in his house, if there's a Sefer Torah in the house, he would do Nefilas Apayim. Now let's see a few interesting notes. First of all, the Mishabura started off and told us that the owner's Lav Dafka, the main thing is the Sefer Torah, but it's interesting because the passage that he bring is they bow down in front of the owner of Hashem. But I guess they understand that to mean that the real, the bowing down is really because the Torah was there, not so much of the Aram. But if you look at the notes, if we begin with note number 15, he writes, I'm going to start from the second paragraph of note 15. In a place where only on Monday and Thursday they bring the Sefer Torah to the Aron. But when it's not a laning day, they keep the Torah somewhere else where it's guarded better. So, Shlomo Zalman says that you could be lenient and doing the Filas HaPayim even when the Sefer Torah is not there because it is brought there for laning just for protective reasons it's kept somewhere else. You, that's considered a Sefer Torah there and then just with the Aaron you could do Nefilas HaPayim. So to a place that they designated it to be a shul they just did not get a chance yet to bring the Sefer Torah into the place that's going to be the shul. That one should not be makbid even though the Sefer Torah is not there yet it's going to be there and therefore you would be 
be able to say Tachanun. That's point number one that we see in the notes. And then we see in note number 16, on that which we saw in the Mishabura, that the reason why there should be a Sefer Torah is because of the Pasuk in Yoshua. So note 16, he writes, And we tamzeh, Kosov Agon, Tukachinsky, Sheminog Yerushalayim, Lipon, Nefilas Apayim, Afilu, B'mokom, She'ein Sefer Torah. That based on this, the minog in Yerushalayim is to do the fields of in a place where there is no Sefer Torah. Mishum Shebi Yerushalayim Komokom Nikrolofne Hashem. Since the Pasuk is that they fell on their faces, Lufne Aron Hashem, so Yerushalayim, where Hashem resides much stronger, says always Lufne Hashem. The Chain Kosov, the challenge was against Moshe. Moshe writes the same thing, and he adds on, She'ein Han Hagazun Nachshavesh Shinui Minog. That is not considered a change of the minog. Even though in, where you come from, you don't say tachanun, you don't do nefilas apayim when there is no sefer Torah there. However, when you come to Yerushalayim, that's how you should be knowing and everyone should say tachanun with nefilas apayim even when there is no sefer Torah because that's considered with Hashem. And because the reason is because of the special Kedusha in Yerushalayim, 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 even though Shlomo Zalman says that's the way you should be knowing, but Lamaisa the Minog is Shabachol Yerushalayim Av Shalobasoch Achomos that all over Yerushalayim, even not within the walls, No Hagim Shenovum Al Panei Mafilu Shein Sefer Torah. The Minog is to do the Filas Apayim even when there is no Sefer Torah. Ulam B'Tshuva Hosef, but Shlomo Zalman adds in the Tshuva Shamedatikim No Hagim Mechutz Lachomos LaOmro Below the Filas Apayim. And those who are Medatik are Nohig outside the walls. To say Tachlun, in fact, without Nefilas Apayim. So the Minog is to do it with Nefilas Apayim, even outside the walls, but one who wants to be Medaktik should not do it outside the walls uh, if there's no Sefer Torah there. The next point we said in the Mishaburu was the Machlokis of you have other Svarim there and not a Sefer Torah, so we brought down from the Al-Yirab and Darachayim that you don't do Nefilas Apayim. And then we said the Yesh Chokim So if you look at note number 17, it points out the Chein Nog Hastaipler Lemaisa. That's how the stipler is knowing Lemaisa Shenofel Alponov Bechedro Av Shulohoy Hashem Sefer Torah. He would do the Filas Apayim in his room where he learned, even though there was no Sefer Torah there. Kaven Shahoyu Shem Svarim. Since it was Svarim there, he held that was good enough. And so too holds Rav Nissan Karelitz. The host of Rav Nissan Karelitz adds on Shezedafka B'Mokom Shas Svarim Munochem Bo Ba'Ofen Kavua. It has to be at the Svarim there in a permanent fashion. On the shelves, not that you just brought in a few svarim in order to do the fields of but if the svarim are there, like the stipler, he holds that would be okay. If there is some kind of room that kids are davening in and there are no svarim and there's no sefer Torah, but you're training the children how to do the fields of if Moshe says then you could be lenient. Actually, I'm sorry. You could even like this opinion that if there are svarim there, then it's okay. So you would be able to train the children to say to do seitachon with the fields of if there are svarim there, even though there is no sefer Torah there. Continues the mishavurins of katan yud beis. We said in the Ramah that there are those who say that you don't do the fields of in a place where there's no sefer Torah, but if there, in fact, is no sefer Torah, you would not do kisui panim, but you would say the actual tefillah. Says the Mishabura, what does it mean below Kisri Panam? Who Nefilasapayim Shalano? That covering of the face is on Nefilasapayim, that's the way we do it. So you would skip the falling on your face, the leaning on your arm, you would skip that, but you would still say Tachanun. And then the Ramah told us 
that the courtyard of a Beis HaKnesses that's open to a Beis HaKnesses, you can say, Tachnon with Nefilas Apayim. Says the Mishavura in Sivkotan Yud Gimel, Hainu de Be'eish Shehispalel Bechotzer Have Pesach Beis HaKnesses Pasuach. This is talking about a case that at the time that you're davening in the courtyard of the shul, the entranceway is open to the shul. And you could actually see from where you are in the chatzar through the opening to where the aron is in which they keep the Sefer Torah. That's considered davening in front of the aron in which you could say tachno with the filosofayim even in the chatzar. Which is not the case if you're davening in the courtyard, but on other sides. Like, for example, the opening of the shul is in the west, right? The aron is in the east. The opening of the shul is in the west. But the azara, the room outside of the shul, is very wide, and it extends also to the south. For whom you're davening on the southern side of the azara. The ain't sham sefer Torah, and there's no sefer Torah in the azar that you're davening. Ain't certain the apayim. In that case, you're not connected to the shul. You can't see in. You can't see the aron. That's not connected to the aron to the sefer Torah, and therefore you would not say tachanon with nefilas apayim. V'hu adinim hoya pesach beisaknesas. No, so too if the door that connects the chutzah that you're in to the shul is closed and locked. Even if you're diving in the courtyard right across from where the entrance is, right across from where the Aron is, and theoretically if it would be open, you'd be able to see it, but the door is closed. Also in that case. So it's mamish that you have to be able to see the Aron, otherwise it's not going to be good. If one is diving in the women's section, you also do since you are able to see from the windows the place of the Aron, that's considered a view of the Aron, that's okay. And note 18, he points out, even if there's some kind of shade over there that's blocking for the Ezra's Noshim, that's considered open, that's going to be okay. The postcom also say that if you're on the side or the door is closed, but there's a window in the door, like many doors have, that also would be okay. The same way that in the, that Ezra's Noshim, you're seeing through a window, so if you're in the Chatzar of the Beis Knesset and you're able to see through a window that goes into the Shul, that also would be okay, as long as you can see the Aron, where the Sefer Torah is, you're considered to be in the place of the Aron, and you could say Ta'achanon with Nefiyos HaPayim. The Ramah said two things. Not only the Chatzor Beisakneses that's open to the Beisakneses, he said, Or if you're davening not in shul, at the same time that Tzibur is davening, as we said, that even an individual davening in his house could say, Even an individual in his house, it's mashma that even if his house is far away from the shul, if he's diving the same time as it's Sibur, he, he, he could do the Fios HaPayim. But according to what we learned earlier, in Simenon Hei, Sivchof, we have to say we're discussing over your case where there's nothing dirty, nothing smelly that's separating between you and where the shul is. Because we learned earlier about answering Kaddish, so if there's stuff in between that smells or there's a varazara in between things like that that would be masik so here even though we're saying you're in a separate house but you're diving at the same time it would have to be that it's near the shul and you know there's no tinuf that is separating between your house and the shul but then we said in these cases you would be able to say tachna with nefilas apayim but the mishabura adds on a very important akud over here which makes it very unlikely for it to work out in the case where you're in a different house and you're dying at the same time as the shul. Zakta mishiburus the kotan tazvav v'hu shat zibur gamkein omrim tachanim b'shazov. 
It has to be not only that you're davening the same time as the minion, you're saying tachlun the same time as the shul. Now that's very hard to know unless you have a shul that's very exacting, very yekish, and they're very exacting on exactly how long each thing takes and you know exactly when tachlun is going to be. Otherwise, it's not really so practical to know exactly how slow the chazan was going or how fast, you know, how long they waited for a minion, whatever it is. So that wouldn't be so posh because the Mishabru is saying over here, it's not enough that you're davening at the same time. It has to be that you're saying tachan at the same time. Then even if you're in a different house, as long as there's no tina bimasik between your house and the shul, you could say nefilas apayim even though you are not with a Sefer Torah. That is the end of Zibbeis. So by the coastal nowadays, where the, uh, the alcove is open, that's enough for you to say tachan outside where there's no arm? Yeah, first of all, there usually is an arm outside also. Cause so in the, not in the winter? Not in the winter. Probably, not at, mincha, probably not at Mincha also. Probably not at Mincha. I would think that's okay. Uh, that's a good question. I would, right, besides the fact that you have the Hetav Yerushalayim, which is a very good point, Yechiel, but, but uh, even, even without the Hetav Yerushalayim, the fact that you could see inside, you could see the Aron, that would be like this case that you're right in the Chatzar and you see that. Yeah, yeah that would be the same thing. Right. Yechiel's right. We don't have to come out to that even. Zati Shulchan Aruch Sif Gimel. Ein Nefilas Apayim Balayla. There is no Nefilas Apayim falling on the face at night. But in the late hours of the night, meaning early in the morning before it gets light, in the Ashmores, the minog is to in fact do the filasapayim, shu karavayom, because that's already close to the day. So very, very late at night, which is early in the morning, right before it gets light, even though it's dark, even though we don't normally do the filasapayim balayla, here you could do it because it's already karavayom. Says the Mishavura in Sivkaton Tazayin, ain the filasapayim at night, ve'atam al pikabola. Just like we said about not saying standing up without pikabala, so too over here the Mishabura tells us the reason why you shouldn't do the Philos at night is al pikabala, because the Midas Hadin is there. I am Vais Yosef. However, to say the actual Tfilah of Tachanun without the Philos there is no concern al pikabala even at night. Sivkotun Yudzayin Balaila. Therefore, if the davening of Mincha gets extended into the nighttime, you do not say when the if the Mincha gets delayed and it's already nighttime. However, then he adds in a very important line. But of the night, the Minog is to do Nefilasapayim. Now in our shuls, when we're davening at a minion that's 15 minutes before Shkia, even if you wait a while till the minion comes, the by the time you finish Mincha, it is after Shkia, but it's always during Ben Hashemashos. So according to the Mishabura, even though we don't do Nefilasapayim at night, that's not considered night, you would still do Nefilasapayim, because as he says, Ben Hashemashos, Shalayla, Nohagan, Lipo, that would certainly be considered Ben Hashemashos. If you look at note number 20, he writes, However, the minog in Yerushalayim says, Period. There is no Nefil Zapayim after Shkia. So as opposed to what the Mishabura says, but in Yerushalayim, says Rav Yoshev, there's no Nefil Zapayim after Shkia. Says the concern is for the for the mukubalim that say that there's a sakana to say it after shkia, and therefore, right, sakana is very chamer, and therefore the minigan yishlaim is not to say it after shkia at all. Why we're only worried about that that sakana in yishlaim, not other places? I don't know, but that's what Shlomo Zalman says. The minig. I think, at least uh, in the shuls that I've been at, is that they're not makbar on this, and that when, they, when the minion of Mincha goes past Shkia, 
even though since it is still Ben Ashmashos, they do in fact do the Filas Apayim, which the Mishibura Paskins. But then the Mishibura says something interesting, which seems to be a little bit of a stira. He's quoting a different, different shita. He's quoting the Magen Avram, not the Taz. But he writes, On days in which we're saying, Avinu Makenu Amincha, Avinu Makenu You could skip Avinu Makenu in order to get the Tachnu and the Filosapai Mibodyom. So it sounds from this line that we're skipping Avinu Makenu in order to get the Filosapai while it's still day. It sounds like the other option was it would have been during Ben Ashmashos. We just said Ben Ashmashos is okay. So does this shita argue with that and say Ben Ashmashos is not okay? Because he doesn't say you during Ben Ashmashos. He says me bodyom. So first he was mashma quoting the taz that wasn't mashma was mafurish that Ben Ashmashos shalayla we are no hagam lipo. But then he says on days that we're saying avinu malkeinu mincha you can still avinu malkeinu to get it even during the day. So you could work them out together and say you know dafka to get it from Ben Ashmashos. To Yom, then, you know, then you would skip Avinu Malkeinu, but you still could do it during Ben Hashemashah. It's not necessarily a stira, but it's certainly a little bit of a different implication in the second line that we was calling the Magen Avram, versus the first line that says straight up that Ben Hashemashah, you can be knowing to do Nefilas HaPayim. Says the Mishaburah Vaitu and Sefkotan Yudches, we said the reason why we are lenient when it comes to Leili Ashmores and we are knowing to do Nefilas HaPayim, because it is Karov Layom. Says the Mishabura, Ubal Yerabe Hevi Lohakel Me Chatzos Ubahalon. The Yerabe brings down that we can be lenient from Chatzos Halayla and onwards, Vilchain Masha Magan Avram. So it's not just the early morning hours when it's still dark, but it's all the way from Chatzos and onward. At that point, there is less of a Midas Hadin around, and therefore that will be a time that you already could be lenient to say, Tachno in the Thilas Apayim. So cut in your test, Layom. Vyesh no Hagin. Some of a minute when they say slichos ba'ashmores before it gets light, that they extend the slichos till it becomes day, and then they do nefilas apayim, so they can be during the day. However, on Erev Rosh Hashanah, where it's a long slichos, you wouldn't gain anything by doing that. You shouldn't do this. Why? Because we don't do Nefilas HaPayim on Erev Rosh Hashanah. No, there's no Tachlan on Erev Rosh Hashanah. We only say Tachlan by the slichos. So if you're going to Badafka, leave the slichos longer to get the Tachlan during Erev Rosh Hashanah, when it's light outside... So there will be no tachan in them. Now, we, even though we do, we pass Paskin in Hilas Rosh Hashanah that we do say tachanun even on Erev Rosh Hashanah with the slichos if it goes into the day, that's what the Mishaburah says because usually it's finished before the day. So if one time it goes into the day, so it's okay. But if you're going to plan it officially that every time you're going to leave it, not like we do, we do this anyway, but according to the Mishaburah, if you're going to leave it every time and delay the slichos in order to say Nefil HaSafayim when it's daytime, so you're not gaining. You can't say it at night and you can't say it at Rosh Hashanah. The whole after they say it at Rosh Hashanah is if one time it gets extended, it's usually it's earlier, so you can do it now later. But if you're going to plan it and always do it later, that will be a problem of saying the Philosophy of Pai when Rosh Hashanah and that we don't do. And therefore he says, even though it's a nice Eitzah to extend the Slichos in general to be able to do the Philosophy of Pai when it's actually day, on Rosh Hashanah, one should not do that because you lose more than you gain. That is the end of Sif Gimel. And uh, Sif Dalad will read the Mechaber, but we'll pick up on the Mishaburas tomorrow. The, Mish- the Mechaber says in Sif Dalad, Nogu shelo lipol al paneim lo bebeis ha'ovel, velo bebeis ha'chosan, velo bebeis ha'kneses biyomila, velo kishiyesham chosan. Says the Shulchan Aruch, the minog is not to do nefilas apayim, not to say tachanun, not in the house of an ovel, not in the house of a chosan, not in the beis ha'kneses, the day of a mila, and not when there is a chosan in shul. 
And we'll, we'll pick up with the Ramah and Mishnah tomorrow and the Mishnah Bruis tomorrow. We'll get into all the times where we don't say Slichos and there's a bris, when the Bali bris are there, when the Chasen is there, should he be there, should he not be there. Many interesting halachos, many interesting shaylas that we'll discuss with Mishnah tomorrow when we go back to our regular time at 8 o'clock. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shear on many topics or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including Myra McClaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.